Punching Holes in the Darkness is a podcast by the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. It's an opportunity for pastors and leaders in Michigan churches to have their voices heard and to share how to best reach our mission field from Detroit to the Upper Peninsula. Friends, I want to introduce to you one of our new partners. It is GuideServe. They are our financial partner who helps us take care of all of our nickels and noses, so to speak. Uh, GuideServe is an outsourced accounting partner for our Baptist State Convention of Michigan. Uh, GuideServe provides professional accounting solutions to churches and ministries all across the country. And they offer, they truly offer some comprehensive accounting and payroll solutions to organizations ranging from just beginning church plant to large churches and expansive ministries. And listen, if you'd like to know more about them, you can visit their website at guideserve.com or send them an email at info at guideserve.com. And by the way, if you mention BSCM, uh, when you do, it'll be a benefit to us as well. So welcome our new partner, GuideServe. Well, welcome again to another edition of Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast by the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. We're so glad you could join us today. And joining us also is one of my dear friends and who happens to be the current reigning president of the Baptist State Convention of Michigan, and that's Brother Scott Blanchard. Scott is a wonderful pastor and dear friend here in Michigan and is doing a great work in his church. And uh, we're just thrilled to have you with us today, Scott. Thank you for joining with us, my brother. Hey, Dr. Tim, glad to be here with you today. Well, appreciate it, man. Hey, listen, before we get started, let's talk about important stuff. How are your kids doing? How's Karen doing, Nathan and Abigail? How are things going in the family? Man, they're doing great. I've got two kids and, uh, you know, 13 year old, he's all about basketball right now. He's getting ready for basketball season. and his name is Nathan. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a seven-year-old little girl. Uh, she thinks she's 21. But, uh, <laughs> she's, uh, she's, she's a princess. And uh, But she's doing great. Her name's Abigail. And they're both in school. We are in a private school. And uh, they've been in school since, uh, I don't know, Labor Day, Labor Day weekend. Right. And they're doing well. And my wife and I, we're doing fantastic. We's, uh, we've been married. We're coming up on 19 years. So 19 years. Now you met her when you were serving at a church in Pensacola. Is that correct? Like Marcus Point, wasn't that the church? Yes, sir. Marcus Point uh, Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. And she was uh, um, she was working in the daycare at the church. And um, this was my first ministry job. And, uh, you know, fresh out of Bible college and you know, when you get that first job, it's wherever they put you at. And my job, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so my role, I had multiple roles. And, uh, but one of my roles um, in my first ministry job was to be the assistant daycare director. And so in the, in the afternoons, I would believe that the regular daycare director, um, she'd been there since five o'clock in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, you know. And uh, so I get there about 3.30 and I kind of close up the shop you know, around six o'clock and Karen was uh, working in the afternoon. And so needless to say, I was uh, the boss and uh, the best boss she ever had. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, 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 you were born in Royal Oak, right here in our area, yeah. and uh, before you and went to school here and all that. Before you went off to uh, Pensacola to go to a Bible college, is that correct? That's right. That's right. Yeah, so now, I grew up in Royal Oak, and and actually grew up for the most part of my life in Troy. Uh, okay. Northern Troy, but you know that was my first home in Royal Oak, and and I went to school in Rochester. In fact, my kids they are now in a school that I attended. So um, yeah. now some people may or may may not know this, but you have eighty percent hearing loss. Is that correct? And has that always been part of your life, or what? Yeah, no, I get that a lot uh, for sure. I was born eighty percent lost. Um, it took a couple of years for them to figure that out. Um, I think a couple of times I didn't respond to mom and dad and, and um, they didn't, uh, they thought maybe I was ignoring them. <laughs> you know, they would say, come here, Scott, come see us. And I would, you know, just not hear them. And uh, so I think they kind of picked up the idea that there was something going on and um, uh, in that, in that part, uh, department. So yeah, I was born that way. and. I always tell people, you know, uh, you know, little kids, you know, when they ask me why I, I speak funny, you know, little kids ask me what's going on. I just tell them I'm from England and uh, <laughs> they just kind of go with that. Scott, you're so mean. You're a bad person. I got it. I got it. Well, you know, it's amazing to me that even though if you want to call a disability or a limitation or, or just opportunity, you have really, You've done extremely well, even though uh, you've had a limitation that I, I don't. I mean, I, I hear fully. I, I ignore people a lot uh, on purpose, but uh, you've done extremely well. And I've heard you preach on many occasions, and uh, you're good. You do really, you communicate extremely well. And, uh, pretty good deal. I, I'm proud of you, man. You do a great job. Now, listen, you have been at this church you started your church lake point church back in 2009 and uh, this is your 10-year anniversary correct is it right you've been around about 10 years or so yeah 10 years so we um 10 years this past march we had a special service plan um i had people that helped started the church on my first you know my core team you know, they moved on and, you know, someone moved away. Uh, I had them flying back in town that weekend. I had my pastor in Florida at Marcus Point. Um, he was going to fly up here and be a part of a special service. And, um, I mean, we just had a big day plan. Uh, we were also going to do a dedication on that Sunday of our new building. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, I'm sure. But um, we had this whole thing ready to go. And uh, it was going to be a big highlight of our year to celebrate all that God has done. And that was the Sunday that we shut down. And uh, I, I was, remember that. Yeah, it was a hard pill to swallow. We we just um, had to make a tough call. And, 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 and we had, you know, the people that were coming, some of them live in Florida, and they were like, what are you shutting down for? You know, they didn't understand that. Said, right. You know, Michigan was uh, going crazy. And uh, so we, yeah, this, this whole year has been a celebration, um, a weird celebration, but we've been celebrating our year 10 years ago. We started Portable Church 
we can't move up here in Florida. Um, just me, my wife, and a couple family, and um, we got connected with a with a couple of churches up here, and uh, went uh, portable in Macomb Macomb Township, which is just north of Detroit, the northern suburb, and um, we um, set up and tear down for about nine years, and then about a year ago, uh, just over a year ago, a few weeks. Uh, a year ago in a few weeks, we moved into a new building in Shelby Township. And so yeah, and that was home. a that was a pretty amazing thing, just that whole building situation. It was, of course, an established church that had it. I think it was a was it a Methodist church that it, it existed there and that came up for sale or something of, na- of that nature. Yeah, so it, it's been a Methodist church since eighteen ninety five. Um, I'm sorry, 1890. And uh, so, there's a, in fact, if you were to come to Shelby Township to City Hall, you'll see the original church building uh, that was built in 1890. It's now um, been moved. They lifted it up about 20 years ago. And they move it down to the main hall. And now it's kind of like a little uh, historical building, one of the oldest buildings in Macomb County. And um, and so there's been a Methodist church here, and they built a new building uh, in 2000 to replace the old 1890 building. And um, and it kind of changed hands a couple of times, and finally it, it got foreclosed back to the, to the Methodist denomination. They put it up to sale, and it was a four-mile move for us. It made sense for us to take, you know, to take this opportunity right off Van Dyke, one of the you know, major roads in our metro area. Uh, <laughs> the main road that really goes all the way up to the top of the thumb of Michigan. So, um, and we just, um, yeah, it's been a great move for us. And yeah, uh, we're excited a, about what God is doing. Yeah, it's a beautiful building. Y'all have done a great job of kind of reconfiguring it and making it work for you and uh, updating things. Uh, I just, I think it's a great facility. And since you moved, I know you transitioned people right in the mid of, middle of the COVID crisis, all of that happened. I, I was even planning on being there at your inauguration and all that big celebration and all, and everything got shut down. But even in the midst of all of this that you've been walking through with, with the COVID situation, you've been able to transition your church there, move, and continue to grow and you went to multiple services right almost right off after you began meeting in person again how many services are you doing now scott uh in person we're doing we're doing three um now before we moved to you know the new building we were in the school and we had the gym so we had one service um and now uh when we move into the new building, the auditorium was a little bit smaller, good size building, but still a little bit smaller, but we went to two services uh, about a year ago. And then um, and then we shut down, uh, we went virtual for about three months. Um, and uh, when we reopened the building in mid-July, we, uh, of course our numbers wasn't huge, people, was slow coming back. We knew that, but um, by September, 
uh, our two services um, were starting to get close to a 50% capacity. We didn't want to go higher than a 50% capacity in our, in our space. We had less chairs. We wanted to just try to do the best we could. And so we were starting to hit in September 50% and more people were wanting to come back. And so we added a third service on Sunday morning. And, um, and uh, yeah, I, I stay pretty busy. I'm pretty tired by Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Now, not only your numbers are back up, you said you're almost up back to 100% for where you were, but you've had a lot of guests and visitors, new people come on uh, online as well as in person. And yeah. uh, you're fine. How have your finances done during this time? You're offering and you're giving during this, this COVID situation. Well, we, yeah, we, I think like all of us, we were concerned um, going into the pandemic. I was thankful that we had uh, the opportunity to apply for the payroll protection plan through Congress. And uh, so we applied for that and uh, we didn't know what we were gonna walk into, but uh, given from the get go, from day one went up about 30%. Amazing. And, um, Amazing. And so, yeah, we, we've been really blessed uh, financially. God has taken care of us. We've been able to pay the bill, been able to do some other stuff. We've been able to do a lot more mission. I mean, we were almost every week uh, doing something for a frontline uh, group, you know, like nurses in the hospital, or nurses in this hospital firefighters, uh, police officers, and police stations. We were a uh, nursing home. We were trying to provide meals and just kind of show love and care uh, in our community. And we've just been able to bl- be blessed to do some extra stuff through the pandemic. Um, and uh, we've been able to uh, raise, you know, just a few weeks ago, we had a, a special offering. We do this every year. We call it Greater Things Offering. Yeah. And the idea is, you know, all year round, people got the big bucket. They take it home, they throw their loose change in the in the bucket. You know, and then we tell them every year to bring their bucket. We have a special service we call it Greater Things Sunday, and they bring their bucket and they pour in a big giant bucket. We have a special offering. Everything that we collect, it goes to Greater Things in our city, and, uh, and typically we have about three organization, a full organization that we give to. We give to the Frankish Brown. Uh, a big part of that goes to Frankish Brown. A big part of it will go to a church plant, one of our church plants. This year we supported uh, Riza in Ann Arbor. That's Tito. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, Tito. Uh, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. Tito Diaz. They, they started this year. And so we wanted to get behind them. Uh, a couple of nonprofits that's in our area, Christian nonprofit that we always support. And, you know, on an average year, we get maybe eight to $10,000 in our offering. And uh, normally we do that offering in May, but because of everything shut down, we postponed it till a few weeks ago. And you know, I, I cast the vision, I say, hey, you know, I know it's crazy, but I feel that God wants to go bigger than we've ever gone before. And we pray for a fifteen thousand dollar offering. Um, 
And I was really looking forward to doing a $15,000 offering. At the end of the day, we were able to raise almost $21,000. Amazing, amazing so We were able to write, you know, checks of $5,000, you know, plus some uh, to the four different organizations that were a part of this year. So, you know. What an, what an amazing, uh, that's just a, a wonderful, wonderful tool to use. I, I remember back when we were at Hillcrest in Jacksonville, we did a thing called Five Bucks. It was a knockoff on like your Starbucks cup I'm looking at right now. And it, we had a, a kind of a picture of the on the front that looked kind of like a Starbucks because we didn't really get into copyright issues. But we had everybody in one of these big cups where that said five bucks on it. And they did the same thing throughout each month. They'd put their change in there and then bring it in and dump it in. We say, hey, look, make sure it's got at least five bucks in it. And we dumped all of that together. And that was a great tool for us to use for people to give to specific mission offerings. And uh, many churches in our, our state here in Michigan could do the very same thing as you have done. And it would really benefit them. It doesn't take much. And people do want to give and people do want to support real effective ministries. And yeah, I, I, love the, I love the idea with that bucket. We have, a, you know, Nice bucket that says Greater Things Offering on it. It got our logo on it. And we t- they take it home. They put it on a countertop or they put Absolutely. it Absolutely. And uh, we, it's a teaching opportunity for families to teach your kids, hey, you know, good. Big offering bucket for later. And then when we do the service, we tell the parents to go get the kids because we want them to be a part of that moment and, um, and, and, and be a part of what God is doing through the generosity. So, Absolutely. It's a great teaching tool, and it, it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, as you said, you gave to the Francis Brown uh, State Mission offering $5,000 this year. And, of course, this year the straight state offering, the Francis Brown State Mission offering, is going to help pastors who are hurting because of the COVID situation. Not all, all churches have done as well as your church, and there are many pastors who've really taken a hit financially during this time, and we wanted to reach out to them and take care of them, and so uh, that's what your monies will go to. It'll go to a pastor who is has a real need during this uh, pandemic and this crisis, and uh, makes a difference makes such no, a we're, difference. we're glad to be a part of that you know what you know we you know we know that we're blessed but we're, the, we're blessed to be a blessing to others and this is a great way for us to bless others absolutely I've, I've been able to give out some of those monies already and the pastors are so so appreciative one one pastor just just literally weeping and crying mm-hmm. uh at the blessing and so Thank you for doing that, Scott. It, it makes a difference. And by the way, thank you to other uh, Michigan Baptist churches who are giving the Francis Brown Mission Offering. It is making a difference. Thank you for your faithfulness and your generosity. Friends, we want to welcome today uh, One Mission TV as our sponsor here at uh, Punching Holes in the Darkness podcast. They have been an invaluable partner with us since I've come here to uh, the Baptist State 
Convention of Michigan. What they effectively have done is they took all of our media resources and we put them together in this one neat package that One Mission TV takes care of. They're just doing an admirable job for us and have really taken us to a different level in uh, our media work. Here's some things they've done for us. They've done web design, they can do logo design, designs for print materials, and of course, any kind of video presence and, and recording you'd like to do. And uh, they've really helped us enhance our online presence as they can for you. Great guys, great partners. You will be glad you have done this. They're really a one-call media company, and I think you'll be blessed by using One Mission TV. And friends, if you want to contact One Mission TV, you can do so at info at onemission.tv. That's info at onemission.tv. Well, other things are going on in your church too. Uh, you know, you do, you have a great way um, and system to bring people with within your church and to move them in at, from the front door as at a side, as, as I say, bringing them in the front door and then moving in them into the life of the church and growing them in disciples. You've always been kind of, as I've said before, and we've had discussions, you're a systems kind of guy. You have systems that you plug in and they work. And I've watched them work in your church and I'm I always admired that about you. Tell me a little bit about that the systems you have in place to bring a guy in from maybe just a visitor to a maturing disciple in Christ. What do you do and how do you do that? Well, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I believe in systems and, uh, here, here, and here's why, you know, for those who are listening, you know, uh, they're, they're in every church, what I call it tangible and intangible and the intangibles are, the, the things that we desire, but we have no control of. I, you know, I can't make people come to church. Right. You know, I can't make them get saved. And um, that's all really on the spirit of God and, right. and, and God working. And that's the intangible. And I can't be the Holy Spirit. I think sometimes we try to be the Holy Spirit, but we <laughs> aren't the Holy Spirit. And, um, and so what I can put my hands on is the tangible you know, the systems that we can put in place. And and I believe that every church has their system. Some are working very well, not very healthy, and um, uh, but you have a system. And uh, we'll, we'll work through the system. And, and in fact, every couple of years, we'll, we'll tweak the system. I mean, you know, as, as time, you know, as time goes on, we got to evolve a little bit, um, and that's okay. But we, you know, we we take a lot of the ideas from Nelson Searcy, and he's got several books. And we don't, you know, he got some great concept, and it worked for uh, his church in New York City. And so we've been able to read those books. I would just encourage our listeners, you know, uh, find his book. Nelson Steelsey got a couple of great ones, um, you know, books that are called, I don't know, I've got a whole set of them here. Um, one called Fusion, and, um, and that's a great book, uh, and it's practical. How to engage with the first time guest, 
and then get them to come back a second time, and then work them into a, a process, you know, a, a conversation. I mean, you know, the phone calls, you know, the specific letters that you write, the emails that you go after, the one month email uh, after they visit, a lot of different things that he presents, and some of them you use, some of them you don't. The only thing I would not recommend though to our listeners, and, and Dr. Tim, you understand what I'm talking about, is whatever you do, don't subscribe to Nelson Seals' email. Because <laughs> once you do, you get about 100 emails a day. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's for true. I mean, email, that guy works his system for his programs, and uh, you'll know everything about him you want to know and much more and be invited to every one of his conferences that he has two or three times a week. So <laughs> I understand. Right. No, but he does have wonderfully good systems. Um, listen, if let's say a pastor is listening out there or a leader is listening out there, if they wanted to talk with you about this, uh, would they be able to maybe come over and have a cup of coffee with you or call you on the phone and Man, talk I with you? I would love to. I love having conversations. So, yeah, if you're listening, reach out to me. Connect with me. We'll sit down and have a conversation about this kind of stuff. And, the, and they can do so by just going to your website there at uh, Lake Point Church. Is there a particular website uh, address that you might have for that? Uh to come to our church. Uh, well, yeah, to your church website, just so they could contact you. And yeah, laypoint. I'm sorry. Yeah, laypointchurch.org. Laypointchurch.org. So, and my email Scott at laypointchurch.org. So, okay. So they can email you or go onto the website and get uh, phone and contact information, location, and all that, and yeah, talk sure. with you more about those kind of things. So, uh, now I just anytime we have a pastor who is who is pastoring a healthy growing church a church planting church a, a missions giving church a missions going church an evangelistic church and when i've been there i mean a happy church and a and a vibrant church um, i think we can all learn from that i could learn something from it and all of us can and so i encourage you pastors and leaders out there uh, make an effort give a give a call to scott blanchard uh email him contact him uh, and, and kind of pick his brain and find out uh, how things work there. I, I think you will find that he is a very engaging individual and is always willing to help others impact the our world and the in the kingdom uh, with the gospel. Because you know he really we he has a testimony of punching holes in the darkness. That's what he is doing at the church there. And the church truly is is a, a great church, and they're doing a wonderful job. Scott, we're going to be closing up. We've got about a minute or so left here. Is there anything you want to say to us or anything else you want to plug in there before we head out? I want to give you that opportunity. I've kind of directed most of this, but anything on you that you want to share or say at this time? For well, me? yeah, I, I, you know, as we wrap up, you know, one of the things that we didn't touch on, but I just want to say, man, this has been an honor to serve as the president of the convention. Um, to work with you guys, uh, to see what God is doing on the front end. And um, it's been two years. The first year was kind of quiet, um, <laughs> you know, and a step on my end, we bought a building. And I was like, oh, man, I, and I didn't know going into the presidency that we were buying a building at that point. We were still portable when I got elected. Um, but that was a quiet year. But this past uh, seven, eight months has been a very interesting ride uh, for um, us, and um, but it's been good. It's been an honor to just see what God is doing and uh, 
and not in just the BSCM um, staff, but all through our state. And um, we we uh, we're tough. You know, we we work hard. Michigan, Michigan. When it when it gets tough, when the tough gets going, we don't quit. You know, we're right. hardworking people, and our pastors, uh, they're hardworking pastors. And it's been an honor to serve them, to be a part of this, to serve at the presidency. And next week, right next Friday, will be my uh, uh, will be our annual meeting. I'll be, uh, of course, I'll be I'll be stepping down after that meeting. I'll be leading the convention one more uh, time. And uh, before we have a new president, new transition, a new leadership, of course, I'll still be on the advisory team as well. Um, but I'm looking forward to what God is going to do in that. But I hope everyone that's listening will consider joining us next Friday. It could be one o'clock to five. And uh, no matter where you're at in Michigan, you can get there by one. We'll be done, have dinner, and then head home. So um, keeping it nice and simple. And uh, but we love to see you uh, and, and worship with you and to celebrate all that God is doing here at Baptist State Convention of Michigan. Absolutely. Well, Scott, thank you. It's been an honor to work with you and serve with you. And of course, he's talking about our annual meeting, which is going to be on the 6th there, BSM annual meeting and uh, the 6th of November. We're looking forward to that as well. Folks, thank you for joining us here on our podcast of Punching Holes in the Darkness with the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. You've been listening to our president of the convention, uh, Scott Blanchard and pastor of uh, Lake Point Church, and we have been, had a great time. Thank you for joining. Uh, you can watch our other, po- uh, listen to our other podcasts and download them at different uh, venues in different ways. Just go to our website and you can get the information on that. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining with us again today. This has been Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast from the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. If you have liked this episode, please rate us and leave a review. That will help others to find us and enjoy these conversations too. And if you subscribe, you will be notified when new episodes are available. Join us next time as we help Michigan churches punch holes in the darkness.